Hey listeners, welcome to another Dinky Dark, Dinka Dark for in a dark, dark room. This is just my Friday episode where it's a bit more but more kind of chillaxy, relaxy, a bit more fun, a bit more like, oh, we can have a bit of a, have a bit of a giggle, have a bit of a laugh, chill out a bit. So this is what this is. Welcome. These are my favourite episodes to film. And I'm and it's Friday for you guys. Happy Friday, of course. Happy Friday. So today's Dinky Darks is going to be all about like the forest and the woods and stuff. So I had a look at some of like the best stories on the World Wide Web, www.com. And these are the things that, these are the ones that like I personally chose. Whereas last time I kind of just like, the last few times I've just kind of been reading off like lists that people have already compiled. But I decided to kind of like do my own, you know, do a bit, do go through a bit more effort for you guys and do my own research. That's what I've done. I've done my own research, put together my favorite, well, what I think are the best stories. And if you hear cling film, I got a tattoo yesterday. So if it's all cling filmy like this. That's what it is. I got it on my arm. So it's it's very, very close to me. So this is going to be all about the woods. I'm really scared of like the forest and woods. I think really, really creepy things go on there. So I decided to do that. But it's like scary stories, scary encounters deep in the forest. That's what it'll be called. So join me for some scary, bloody stories about the forest. Okay, so I am just going to jump into the story. So I'll just be doing like one, two, blah, 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 like I usually do. Number one, my cousin lives in North Dakota and I spent the winter break there freshman year in college. We were at their friend's house one night drinking in her basement with some other girls and it was really late, like 3am. I was falling asleep so I decided to walk home. Oh my god, fucking hell. This is already, I can already tell this story is going to be a hell, hellish. Girls walking home at 3am. No, I don't think like anyone else needs to be held accountable except the people that do things to people that make them scared to walk home at 3 in the morning. But I just think that it's a very irresponsible thing to do. So it's 3am and I decided to walk home. They live in a pretty desolate area with lots of snow and it gets really cold, especially late at night. But the houses aren't too far apart and when the moon is out it seems quite light. The path we always take is straight behind the house, through some wooded areas and then it'll come to more open land as we get closer to my house. And as I was shuffling through home the snow, through the snow home with my head down, I look up and to my left at about my 10 o'clock and probably around 75 yards away from me is another figure walking in the opposite direction. I saw him a split second before he saw me and he did this kind of like jerking his arms and shoulders up around a little, obviously startled, startled from the sight of seeing me. I laughed out loud for some reason, just from like the shock or something, and gave him a little wave like, oh, you startled me, haha, <laughs> sorry, kind of thing. He just stood there and stared at me. I thought he was going to say something for a second, so I, I saw I stopped too, just looking at him. <gasps> he had a full face ski mask on. And I could tell it was a dude because he was really tall. He never said anything to me. So for what felt like forever, it's just me and some stranger in a ski mask looking at each other in these desolate woods. In the middle of winter, at 3am, and a huge chill went out my spine and a voice said, you need to get the fuck out of here right now. So I turned and started walking as fast as I could home. I've never been that scared in my life. I was like a little drunk, stoned and very paranoid. And imagine me walking home from the opposite perspective and a man is running up behind me with an axe. So I literally just screamed and started sprinting as fast as I could all the way home. Thinking that this guy could easily follow me because of my tracks in the snow and I'm definitely going to get murdered. Luckily I didn't, but I don't think I'll be visiting or walking, visiting them again or walking home at 3am anytime soon. I think that's very, very wise. Okay, story two. 
I'm not sure this would count as a human being because we didn't positively identify anyone. But a few years ago, me and a friend were staying in a small cabin that my dad had on a very remote piece of land in the Idaho wilderness. The nearest town was probably 50 miles away and the nearest active road that wasn't a logging road was about two miles south from the cabin. I'm sorry, I would literally rather die than stay in a cabin in the woods where like the nearest shop is 100 miles away and the nearest neighbour is 500 miles away. Like you you won't ever catch me doing that. And if I do, kill me because it's not me, it's an alien. My friend and I had been BSing. Is that bullshitting? And laughing in the cabin in our bunks and it was about midnight. We turned off the lantern and were trying to fall asleep when we heard something that sounded like something had scraped the door. We both lifted our heads up and mumbled the conversation and said, did you hear something? Yeah. And then in the middle of nowhere in this remote cabin, someone started knocking at the door. No one said anything, it was just knocks. We were both in our 30s, but we were so scared shitless that we didn't say anything. We just laid there with our heads staring at the door. We didn't go out until it was light again, and there was nothing near that door that could have tapped it, and there was no tracks. It freaks me out even thinking about it. I'm already scared. I'm already scared. Okay. I was in the woods with three friends late at night. A friend's house was nearby and I was getting hungry so I went inside to find some food. Another friend came inside with me but two friends stayed outside. Later on, one of the two who were outside comes in and sees the indoor friend on the couch next to me. They panic and immediately run back outside. I poke my head out the door and ask what's going on only to hear them yell as loudly as I can, that is not Kevin. Everyone inside the cabin calms down a bit and the story comes out. They thought the friend who was indoors with me, Kevin, had been outside with them this entire time. Why? Because in the darkness of the woods, they saw a silhouette about the same height walking alongside them silently. Then at some point it ran away and they were chasing it thinking it was Kevin running off for some random reason. The reason my friend yelled, that's not Kevin, was to stop the last outdoor friend from chasing whoever was out there deeper into the woods. We still have no idea who that was or why they never spoke. Yeah, they probably thought you were chasing them into the woods and you were going to kill them. That's why. Okay, story four. A few friends and I went over, went on an overnight hike (laughs) a few friends and i went on an overnight hike in the rockies behind our little town a few years back when i was in high school our camping site was pretty far up and it was getting dark the spot we were at was nestled in a grove of trees secluded from the wind and the elements so we decided to stop there for the night the four of us built a little fire and ate a little dinner and talked for a few hours then all of a sudden my friend leaps forward and douses a fire with an with our emergency water plunging us into complete darkness Needless to say, the rest of us were pretty pissed off because there was no reason for him to do this. But he quickly shushed us and we realised he is terrified. Like so scared he couldn't even speak or move. The rest of us managed to get a few words out out of him and he tells us to look up to the ridge where we should have been camping at. Oh, I'm already scared I don't want to read. Okay. It was pretty far up so it was kind of hard to see at first. But that sight will haunt me for the rest of my life. There was a fire. A big one. Like a bonfire sort of thing. Around the fire were several figures moving in a slow circle. They were humanoid, but not quite. It was like they had arms and legs, like people, but something just seemed very different about them that I can't really explain. Almost like their limbs were too long and skinny or something, but maybe not. I really couldn't put my finger on why they looked so weird. Anyway, these figures moved around the fire in a really, <laughs> in a really slow circle over and over again. My one friend claims he could definitely hear them singing something, but I can't remember hearing anything. Importantly, there was one standing off to the side a little late, ooh, a little ways, leaning on his arm on a tree branch above his head. 
It really creeped us out, but we were able to sleep it off. We figured it was some scout trooper having a camp or something. Morning came and we finished off our hike to peak on our way to peak to the peak, sorry, and on our way down we passed the place where we saw the figures and decided to check it out. It was completely deserted. It was obvious that there had been a fire and there were footprints everywhere, and inside the fire pit was a small mound of charred animal bones and a pile of four or five rodent skulls that had been burned. Creepy, right? Then we look over to where that one figure was standing. Blood. Not a lot, but enough to be of a concern or anything, but enough to be creepy. When we see the tree branch he was casually leaning against, it was well over any of our heads and I'm over six foot. That meant that in order for him to lean against that tree branch like he was, he would need to be at least seven and a half feet tall. Needless to say, we got off that mountain very fast and I've never been up there again. We called the fish and the wildlife rangers and told them what we saw and they told us it was probably just a few kids messing around. And it might have been just that. We let our imaginations run wild, but all four of us swear to this day we all saw the same thing and it was, and it did not look like a bunch of kids in the dark. I don't believe in ghosts or the supernatural, but those mountains still scare the shit in me and I will never go back there again. Don't believe me if you don't want to, but there is something out there. Ghosts or dumb kids, I'm not going near it. I think that's wise. I think that's a very wise like thing to say, like, ghosts or not, I'm not going out there. That's me. Ghosts or not, skinwalkers or not, I'm not going into the woods. Four, uh, five, sorry, five. I'm not intending to mock any religions or beliefs, but I don't really know which group this could be credited to. Wiccans, psychos, dru- druids? I don't know what any of those are. Anyway, I was hiking through a park in central Florida about three years ago. Kind of a dense scrub bush. You can only see the trail in front of you, brush and chest height on both sides. I'm about two miles from the nearest trail and it's about 7pm. I had one hour of light left. I had intended on... Intended on settling camp when I found the next clearing. First clearing I get to has a gator head in the middle of the circle with some stones around it, maybe around two to three weeks old. Just a dried skull with scales. Soft tissue was gone. I'd seen a lot of gator skulls left by poachers before and I usually ignore it, but it gave me a, gave me a very weird vibe so I kept walking. About 15 minutes later, and deeper into the woods, I get to another nice sized clearing. This time, a few dead birds were strung upon some sticks and hanging in a circle, like a mobile over a baby crib. Seven or eight small birds, maybe four foot across. They'd definitely been there for a while and they didn't smell anymore, at least. Still creepy enough to send me on my way. Third time's a charm, right? Wrong. Twenty minutes later, and after taking side paths to get away from the main trail and hopefully avoiding any other displays, I found a fresh one. A deer head on a stick. With sticks scattered around making four circles at the base of the stick. The blood was spattered all around the sticks, fresh enough for there still to be flies on it. The head smelled rancid. I didn't see the body and I certainly didn't look for it either. I got out of there and it was dark before I got back to my truck. I called Fish and Game the next morning because the gator and the deer would have been taken out of season. I told them what I found and apparently this wasn't the first time anybody called about animal effigies, effigies in the park. I never went back but I'm curious now to what other shrines were out there. Yikes. Okay, number six. My wife walks her dogs late at night. She heard a sound and couldn't figure out where it was coming from. It was like a high-pitched whining like a radio-controlled car. And it seemed to be coming from the graveyard near where she crosses the road. She figured an electrical box had failed and continued walking. Both dogs immediately... Oh my god. Both dogs immediately started alerting her and staring at the graveyard behind her. Then she saw the culprit, a drone. Now remember that it was past midnight and she had now been walking into some woods. The drone didn't have... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I don't really know what you're expecting to see if you walk into woods at midnight or three in the morning. 
whether or not there's something there, I feel like if your mind is definitely going to be playing tricks on you and you're definitely going to see, like, I don't know, a rock monster or a deer head on a stick. Like, there's going to be something in there. Mm. Stop. People stop. need to stop walking. People need to stop walking. The drone didn't have... So, this is past midnight and the drone didn't have any running lights and it started to follow my wife. She was more than a bit upset, so she messaged me and asked me to be ready to drive and pick her up at the edge of the woods. The drone continued to follow her and matched every turn she made. She said to me that she was scared of it knowing where we lived and she was ready to call the police when the drone turned around and headed off. I drove to pick her up and we drove out of town to approach our home on a different route. The next day we asked the local online community groups about it and it turns out this drone had been following women on their ho- to their homes for a few days. <gasps> the police were identified but the drone's pilot decided to lay low and the police never found anything. We're assuming that the, oh my god, we're assuming that the drone pilot saw the forum discussion about them and decided to stop. That is awful. Like that, could you imagine a drone following you on your walks? That is so terrifying. Okay, okay. Story seven. I was out taking my dog on a short walk to go to the bathroom. She was a rescue and at this point was terrified of everything. So getting her outside was always a task. That is so nice. And not nice for the dog to be scared, but nice that you adopted a scared dog, which meant it was obviously a sad dog. But anyway, 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 anyway. It was around 4am and she was whining at me. I figured she needed to go to the bathroom so I put some shoes on and took her outside. It was a warm night as it was July in Missouri. I'm walking down the street from my apartment complex and I see a figure standing under a streetlight, not moving. Thinking it was just a guy out for an early morning run or something, I kept walking. And that's when the figure started That's when the figure started to move towards me in a weird fashion. He wasn't jogging, wasn't walking, and it looked like he was skipping. Thinking to myself, uh, what the fuck? I stopped walking. That is when my dog started growling from behind my legs. I've had her for six months at this point and I've never heard her growl or or even bark. I turned around and walked back to my complex. I looked over my shoulder and this dude is standing at the entrance to my apartment complex, head to toe in black clothing and grinning from ear to ear. I was fully in what the fuck is this bullshit mode and walked back into the complex further while checking to make sure Smiles wasn't following me. I started to walk towards my entrance and he turned and slipped back into the night. I went and talked to my landlord the next day and she told me they'd had multiple reports of this guy skipping around the complex late at night. But whenever the cops showed, he was gone. I I think I've decided that skipping is my least favourite, like, form of, like, mode of transport. Skipping and there's another thing. There's, like, another one that I can remember I had to ask Matt. I was reading it in a book and it was like... I can't, it's like, it's not prancing. It was like, starts with a P, but it's like a certain walk that people do when they're like kind of sneaking up on someone. It was, it's awful. Or crawling. If I saw something crawling to me at night, I think I would die from a, from cardiac arrest, from fear. And it's probably just like, I don't know, like a hedgehog. <laughs> okay, this is actually the last story now. So this is story eight. This happened to me a few years ago. I used to go to school at the University of California, Santa Cruz. I'm a runner and the campus is in a beautiful redwood forest, so I run on the trails. One day I left a little later than usual on a run through more isolated trails. And here is where it gets weird. I was about 15 minutes running deep into the woods and I still hadn't seen anyone else around. Suddenly, up ahead, I saw what appeared to be a homeless man in ragged clothing walking on the trail. Now, he was walking further into the woods and his path was very, very far and the sun was... And this path went very, very far, sorry, and the sun was already setting. AKA, this man was spending the night in the woods. I wanted to reach my usual running checkpoint before I turned back, so I decided to keep my distance and run by. As soon as... Oh. As soon as I passed the man, he called out to me. What came first? Light or sound? 
In my head, I was like, what the fuck? This guy is nuts. So I decided to humor him and yelled out, light, without looking back. He said, well, I think it's sound, but who knows? And he started mumbling to himself and I continued on. I reached my goal, so I headed back and it was really dark and I was feeling sketched out that I was going to pass this guy again. He seemed pretty crazy and potentially dangerous, but I didn't have a choice. I got past the point where I first passed him, but he was nowhere to be seen. There weren't any other branches of the trail and if he'd headed back that way, I would have seen him by then. He must have gone off trail. Oh no. Suddenly, a girl from up on a hill screamed for me to stop. Oh my god, I'm so scared. For me to stop? I stopped and looked up the hill, but it was too dark to see anything. I was freaked out and I called to ask if she was alright and I eventually saw her climbing down. The hill was really steep. Sorry, I keep pausing because I'm scared. The hill was really steep, so she put in a lot of of effort to get up there and get away from whatever was after her. She said that she was on a run and a scary homeless guy started harassing her and chased her up the hill. But she didn't know where he went and she was going to spend the night there until I came along because she was too scared to go back down. At this point, we both wanted to get the hell out of there. We didn't know if this creepy man was lurking around or watching us from the dark, so we ran back together and made it to the road. She thanked me and we parted ways. I've never ran back on that trail again. Santa Cruz can be a pretty weird place and I've heard legends of students flunking out of school and then just living in the forest. Maybe this guy was just a student from years past. But this is what I mean. Stop going running in the woods and you won't see homeless men. In the woods. Scary. But that's it. That's the story done. I wanted to keep these a little bit shorter because I feel like I keep I keep getting so scared that I keep looking behind me and I end up spending 10 minutes like searching the whole house because I'm really scared because I'm usually home alone. But that is it. That's my dinky darks. Um, okay, so join me on Wednesday. It's Albert Fish part two on Wednesday and then I am going to be doing another dinky darks next week. I wanted to do another one, do talk about, I know I said I was going to do them bi-weekly and I am, but I'm just going to change like which bi-weekly it is. So I'm going to do one next week as well, but do join me on Wednesday for the kind of conclusion of Albert Fish. I'm going to start talking about like his murders, victims, letters that he was sending to the murderous families, trials, confession, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a big one. It's going to be really a lot of information. I feel like I say that all the time. It was a lot of information. Probably because I'm like somewhat resentful that I have to research all this. I'm like, everyone, it was a lot of information if you could appreciate it. But anyway, do join me for Wednesday's episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love a dinky dark. It makes me all giddy for Friday, even though this is all I do with my life. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the spooks and I will see you on Wednesday. Bye.